You're listening to Good Stories. Hello, my name's Mandy. Would you like to hear a story? Let's begin. The Adventures of Little Ragged Blossom and more about Snugglepot and Cuddle Pie. Part 5 The next day, a large invitation card came. Mrs Koala wants Mr Nuts Baker Boy to do tricks at her party. Much love, Mrs Koala. Odd pods, exclaimed Mr Nut. Well, that's a grand invitation. You must go, of course. Oh dear, dear, putt, putt, putt. Now Cuddle Pie didn't know any tricks at all, but he wanted to go to the party. So he thought and thought all day and all night. He lay awake thinking how he would do some clever tricks at the party. And he lay there as the frogs were singing and croaking through the night. And while he listened to them, a wonderful idea came to him. He jumped out of bed and went down to the swamps and had a long talk with the frogs. Then he went home to bed again. And as he fell asleep, a happy smile settled on his face. On the morning of the party, a large cart drove up to the door of Mrs. Bear's house. Ahem, Mr. Cuddlepie, the baker boy, sends his best wishes, and will Mrs. Bear allow his pianola to be put into the parlour so that he can play here tonight? said the servant. Mrs. Bear was most delighted, and the workman struggled in with a great tree trunk, so large that it took 10 workers and 25 serve ants to carry it. Fortunately, Mrs. Bear's house was very, very large, or the pianola wouldn't have gone through the doorway. News went round the neighborhood that something wonderful was going to happen at Mrs. Bear's party. So all the people who were asked dressed early and went off in a great excitement. And so great was the crowd that a lot of people who were not invited slipped in without being noticed. When Cuddle Pie arrived, very late, everybody pressed close to look at him, and all the important visitors shook hands with him. Then Mrs. Bear said, Will you play us something on your wonderful pianola, Mr. Cuddle Pie? And Cuddle Pie, looking very grand and all grown up, bowed and said, That's what I'd like to do, Mrs. Bear. Then he sat on a stool by the tree trunk and put his feet upon the bark pedals and worked them up and down as hard as he could. And there came forth a most wonderful noise. For the tree trunk was hollow and there were a hundred frogs hidden in it. And the largest one had his eye to a hole to see when it was time to begin and when to stop. The harder Cuddle Pie worked the pedals, the louder the frogs sang. When Cuddle Pie stopped, they stopped, because Mr. Frog at the peephole gave the signal. Everyone was amazed, delighted in fact. They had never heard such a beautiful noise. So loud, said Mrs. Kookaburra. So like a creek, said Mrs. Bear. Just like moonbeams, said another. So beautiful to talk to said Mrs. Parrot. Every time Cuddle Pie played his pianola, Mrs. Parrot talked louder and louder. 
You know, my dear, she was saying to Mr. Owl, when my friend, Mr. Evil, saw the Banksia men throw the bag into the sea, he swooped down and caught it. But as he did so, out fell a blossom and a nut. Wasn't it? What? screamed Cuddle Pie, who had heard all that she had said. The music died away and everybody gasped as Cuddle Pie sprang upon Mrs. Parrot and seized her wing. Tell me, tell me, he cried. What did Mr. Eagle see? Were they drowned? Oh, please tell me. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know, stammered Mrs. Parrot. I can tell you, said Mr. Possum. I know the story. They fell into the mouth of a big fish and were swallowed whole. <laughs> That's all wrong, chuckled Mrs. Kookaburra. Quite wrong. I had the story from Mr. Shag, who was an eyewitness. <laughs> he saw them sink and dived in after them. They went straight to the bottom of them <laughs> and they were drowned. At these words, Cuddle Pie became very pale and cried, who will go with me and show me where they fell into the sea? Oh my gosh, please! When Cuddle Pie said this, everyone jumped up and everybody wanted to go. But nobody knew where to go. And everybody talked at once and all the frogs hopped out of the pianola, but no one noticed them. Come with me, said a voice close to Cuddle Pie's ear. I can help you. And turning, he saw Mrs. Kookaburra. Are they friends of yours? She asked as they hastened out of the house. Yes, said Cuddle Pie, his tears falling. <laughs> my brother Snugglepot and my friend Ragged Blossom. Oh, goodness me, said Mrs. Kookaburra. How dreadful. Now, if you ride on my back, I'll take you to see my friend, Mr. Shag. <laughs> he knows Mr. Eagle and between them, Oh, well, she'll surely learn something. <laughs> Cuddle Pie climbed onto Mrs. Kookaburra's broad back and away she flew. They very soon reached the sea and Mrs. Kookaburra flew slowly along the coast looking for her friend. Oh, he may be anywhere, she explained. He loves travelling. Once they passed a seaside place where lots of nuts and blossoms were surfing. They all looked so happy, and poor Cuddle Pie felt so miserable that his tears kept dropping as they went, and the people looked up to see if it was raining. For many days they flew up and down the coast, till at last, one day, they heard a shout. And looking down, they saw, far away below them, standing on the branch of a dead tree waving to them. Who do you think? Why, old Mr. Shag himself. So Mrs. Kookaburra flew down, and great was their joy at finding him at last. They all made a little camp for themselves, and while they were sitting there talking, we'll go back to Snugglepot and Ragged Blossom. You remember we left them riding home with that dear little baby? Snugglepot and Ragged Blossom each carried it in turn, and Frilly was the proudest fish that ever wagged his tail. How do you know where to find her, Frilly? asked Snugglepot. Oh, that's a secret, said Frilly. Don't ask me, I dare not tell you. But what was that terrible giant doing down there? Asked Ragged Blossom. Hush, said Frilly. I may not tell you any of these things. Oh, said Ragged Blossom. 
holding Abelia close to her. Or perhaps he's a wicked spirit and has held her all these years. Oh. Or perhaps, said Frilly, and maybe he's dead now. The sperm whale is a strong giant. When at last they reached home, they found Anchovy in tears and great distress. Oh, my dear nuts, she said. I thought you were lost forever. Then Ragged Blossom held up the baby. At the sight of it, Anne lifted up her hands in joy and amazement, and soon trumpeters were sent forth to spread the news, and great was the joy of the fish folk. Now it chanced that John Dory was away upon a journey, so the children were relieved, and a great merrymaking went on in the fish folk town. Flags were hung out, and bands played, and everyone was glad. All the fish folk children had holidays, and the sea urchins went wild. Ragged Blossom and Snugglepot joined in the sports, playing trammel net and riding races upon flying fish, a sport much loved by the fish folk. Each day they went driving in Anne's carriage. Ragged Blossom always carried Abelia, for everyone must know that she belonged to Ragged Blossom. After many days of happiness, a shadow fell upon the town. John Dory returned. He looked tired and pale and went about angry and silent. Like magic, the merrymaking ceased. Everyone spoke in whispers and wondered what would happen next. One day, Anne came to Ragged Blossom greatly distressed. Oh dear little Blossom, she said, you and Snugglepot must leave me. Go at once, or I fear some great harm may befall you. As she said this, Anne wept and clasped her hands in sorrow. Oh, Anne, said Ragged Blossom, weeping too. But where shall we go? Anywhere, anywhere. Only go quickly and hide, and send Frilly secretly to tell me how you are from time to time. But what about baby Obelia? asked Ragged Blossom. I will care for her, said Anne. Oh, I just couldn't leave her, I couldn't do it, answered Ragged Blossom. So it came about that Ragged Blossom and Snugglepot rode out from Fishfolk Town and left their dear Anne, taking with them little Obelia and the faithful Frilly. When they had travelled a far way, they rested in a small village. There they made for themselves a little home. The Fishfolk roundabout were kind to them, and they lived contentedly Snugglepot and Frilly hunting for food, while Ragged Blossom kept house and cared for Obelia. After a while, luck came to them. On one of his rambles, Frilly found a large hook baited with beautiful meat. It hung in a clean, sandy spot, and always in the same place. Oh, let's open a butcher's shop, said Snugglepot when Frilly told him of his find. Oh yes, yeah, splendid, said Frilly. Yeah, we shall make a lot of money. So they moved their little house to the spot and built a shop. It was splendid. As fast as they cut off the meat, the hook was hauled up and reloaded and let down again, always in the same spot. They made lots of money from the rich fish folk. But when any poor souls and old fishwives came, they gave them meat for free. But alas, one day, 
the hook went up and didn't come down again. Oh, what shall we do now? They all said in dismay. I know, said Ragablossom. We'll start a laundry. Baby needs so many things and we can wash them all at the same time. Snugglepot and Frilly agreed, so they moved house again and started another business. One day, while Ragged Blossom was scraping a large coat, she turned the pockets out and out fell a note. It was large writing and to her great surprise, she saw her own name on it. Picking it up, she read it all. This is what it said. Dear Octopus, one million pearls, all of coral point, and half the Bay of Clams shall be yours if you find me the baby Obelia and the two nuts called Ragged Blossom and Snuggle Pot. Yours faithfully, John Dory. When Ragged Blossom read this, her little heart nearly stopped beating. Who was Octopus? What should they do? Hardly had she time to think before she saw Snugglepot and Frilly hastening towards her. <sighs> Great news! called Snugglepot, waving something. What do you think it was? A gum leaf. Look! said Snugglepot breathlessly. We found it! The hook, it was hanging in its old place, and on it was this letter. Hear what it says. I am up here. Cling to the hook and I will pull you up. Your friend, Cuddle Pie. Oh, said Ragged Blossom in amazement. Oh, Cuddle Pie, dear, dear Cuddle Pie, I am so glad. Oh, yes. Then she remembered the letter she had found. But, see, she exclaimed. Look what I found in that coat. Oh, great starfish, exclaimed Frilly. Old octopus, yikes, he's a friend of the giant squid. He lives in the Bay of Clams. Oh, he is terribly fierce. We must go at once, said Snugglepot. There's not a moment to lose, said Frilly. And even as he spoke, they heard a great commotion in the village. It's John Dory, exclaimed Frilly. Oh, hurry, hurry he cried. Snugglepot caught Ragged Blossom's hand and they half ran, half swam to the door. It was too late. There stood the terrible John Dory. But the doorway was small and he was stuck halfway. End of part five. You're listening to Good Stories.